Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I have to wear a lot of makeup for my day job, but when I'm off camera, I'm all about ease and simplicity. Thrive Cosmetics has a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look. One of my go-tos is their brilliant eye brightener. It's ridiculously easy to put on and it gives my eyes the little perfect pop in seconds. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash off-camera. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash off-camera for 10% off your first order. So welcome back, everyone, for our very special Christmas episode of Let's Talk Off Camera. Joining me again, back by popular demand, Mr. Holiday, Isaac Boots. Merry Christmas, darling. It's darling, good to be here. darling, everyone loves Isaac Boots on this podcast. The, the podcast listeners demand more boots, more, more boots. <laughs> What are your plans? We have to look great for Pepsi Cola. We have to look great for Pepsi Cola. <laughs> this is um, not an ad, I promise. Uh, what are your plans for Christmas this year? Well, I think the children and I. Are... <laughs> <laughs> Don't get into Give it yet. <laughs> no, um, I I think we're gonna we're gonna go to Roma, Ciao <gasps> Italia. Oh, Roma, yeah. Italy for Christmas. Yeah, Italy for Christmas. And meant I've, to be gorgeous. I've never done. Um, I've never done Midnight Mass at the Vatican. I think that would be a beautiful thing. You know. And I'm excited too. I think you're going to have a divine time. I'm excited. And to be in Vatican City. I think it's it's really special. You oh, know, uh, um, yeah. it's like, it's, it's, I grew up Catholic. You, you Me grew too. Up Catholic yeah. too. So there is something about it that feels like connecting to your childhood a bit. I, I cannot walk into a church at Christmas for Christmas Mass. It's very interesting. No other Masses have this effect on me except Good Friday. Like Good Friday, mm. I get very emotional. And Christmas Mass, I get very me emotional. Too, actually. Yeah, I don't, yeah. yeah it's, it's the candles. It's the beautiful songs. Yes, it's, it's it really nostalgic. is. It's very nostalgic. I and think I think it's a good good time for, for people to get quiet and and um, start a new, new slate and mm -hmm. be thankful, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so do you have a Christmas song that gets stuck in your head? <laughs> There's so many, I know. There are so many. Okay, this is so niche. Yes, I am. I'm, <laughs> we like niche here. This is so niche. But Mariah Carey does a duet with her mother mm. of O Come All Ye Faithful that is so divine. Oh, my gosh. And equally absurd. Yes. Because her voice is just, I yeah. mean, it, it makes no sense it, to me. It and she goes you. way too high when you don't expect it to happen. And yeah. it's really, it's like a little bit jarring, yeah. but it is so amazing. Yeah. And I have to play it um, kind of on yeah. re repeat. Yeah. I you love know, it. Do you know, you know what my absurd Christmas <laughs> song is? 
hazy shade of winter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. All right, bangles. I'm telling you, I'm every a, time I hear that beginning, <laughs> time, 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 see what's become I'm of me. I mean. And then it's like, come on. Cowbell. Hey, eyeliner. Yeah, it's so crazy. You know, and everybody's like, this is your Christmas music. I'm like, yes. Hazy Shade of Winter. It's a great, great tune. It's a great tune. Yeah. Speaking of niche. I have to put that on my playlist now. Favorite holiday film. Well, Mommy Dearest, of course, darling. Yes, Mommy Dearest. No Christmas Eve would be complete without that. Um, and just say- just just so the audience knows, Kelly Ripa and I send texts to each other multiple times a week throughout the entire year that have to do usually with Christmas season and Mommy Dearest. So just it is just saying. so true. And also on Instagram, it doesn't matter what the post is. If you post something or if I post something, my response or Isaac's response is always in the voice of Joan Crawford. It has to be always. There's and no I other wonder, option. like. There are a, there's a handful of people that understand yes. what we're talking about, yeah. and everybody else thinks that we're just ill. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> in some way. Absolutely, I remember writing on one of your posts. Just rant. And it's just you can pick any. The great thing about the movie is you can pick any random quote, any quote, and it'll always work. Yes. And she posted something. Who who even knows? Right. And I wrote under it, damn it, Perino's is my, my place. place. And someone under it wrote, it's my place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, dear. <laughs> but hey. <laughs> Somebody once angrily at tweeted me. They were like, why do you keep calling him Tina? <laughs> Have you met him? His name is Isaac. And I was like, his name is Tina. His name is Tina. <laughs> his name is Tina, darling. Um, okay. Yeah. What Christmas themed food is the grossest? Asks Jan Chalet. Oh. Um so many to choose. So from. many, yeah. Um oh, what is that thing that people send? The fruitcake. Fruitcake. Yes. Mm-hmm. I never understood it. I never really did understand it. Fruitcake can last forever though. It's got a hell of a shelf. Well, life. there's probably a reason. I think no they were I think people were trying to get through the war. I think right. I mean I, I read something, believe it or not. Oh, you know what I really don't like? Actually, it's not a food, but I, I absolutely loathe eggnog. Like with a passion. I know. I love eggnog. With with a passion. I love an eggnog. I I just I'm like, just give me the goddamn bourbon. Yes. You know what I mean? Right, yes. Like, why are we pussyfooting around? Right. But I have you ever had homemade eggnog? I've been known to. Yeah. Homemade <laughs> eggnog is, it's not that creamy stuff yeah, that I coats your throat. Stuff. It's very nice. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, my least favorite, you know, I grew up having to go to my aunt's house for the Feast of the Seven Fishes. Those fishes. And my aunt cooked with the passion of a woman who was being held with a gun to her head <laughs> saying, cook these smelts and stuff them with carrots and serve them to children. Oh my God. And so we would sit there and try to pick around, you know, even the pasta, even the pasta was like with olive oil and some sort of herb that now as adults we love, but mm. as children we were like, it's got what all this it? red juice when we push on it. Then don't push on it. <laughs> Exactly. We just, we're going to keep slipping into Mommy Dearest for There's every... There's no other option. Sorry. There's sorry. no other option. 
Uh, favorite holiday ornament? You've got some good ones. Okay, I have to say, every year I have a, a gathering Christmas party where my my small circle of girlfriends, this is for like 20 years now, um, everyone brings one gift mm-hmm. that we, you know, do a sort of, a trade, so, yeah, trade. Yeah. and and you have to bring an ornament. Mm-hmm. So we have years of these gorgeous, gorgeous or- or ornaments, but a lot of them are offensive and ridiculous, yes, and absurd. Best kind. And my favorite one. There's a toss up. One, of course, is Faye Dunaway as Joan Joan Crawford. Yes, the best. mommy dearest. Yes, circa circa um, Christina at Chadwick's years. Oh my god, looking very stern. The other is. A picture of Madonna's booty. Yes. Under the Christmas tree, which uh yep. which is very, it's very it's iconic. A hit. Tis a hit. Tis a hit. Yeah. Tis a hit and it looks damn good, I have to say. Yes. Madonna's yeah. And I, I always have it on the top of the tree. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, um uh my friend Richard Esposito, who we go back from all my children days, mm-hmm. uh, who was the hairstylist who became Alec Baldwin's hairstylist at 30 Rock. Oh. And and so Richard and I go back since 1990. That's when I met him. And we've been friends for all of these years. And when Mark and I got married, every year he sent us a silver bell with the year etched on, on it. Every year for Christmas. That's so sweet. And ours came, like it always comes before Halloween. <clears throat> every year it comes before Halloween a silver bell with the year etched on it. And so we have 29 <laughs> years of these bells from That's so Richard cool. Esposito. It's a real, it's so beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah, and you can see some of them are like- That's really thoughtful. Yeah, it's the most It's the most thoughtful. And once in a while, one will go missing and I'm like, where's 2011? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, He's like, I was asking myself the same I'm thing. I'm like, where did 2011 go? And everybody's like, I don't know. It was here when I banged it away. <laughs> okay. I thought I would begin today, today's episode <laughs> with replaying Isaac's and my very favorite scene from our very favorite movie. Christmas film. Mommy Dearest. <laughs> this is... A lot of people wouldn't typically consider this a Christmas film, but to us, but this is heathens. a Christmas film. This is a Halloween film. Absolutely. This Easter is an Sunday. Easter Sunday film. <laughs> Valentine's Day film. And any birthday, of course. Every birthday. And of course, Mother's Day. Yes. What Mother's Day would be complete without, without that? that? Okay. So this is our favorite scene. <laughs> we will act it out. I will play the interviewer and Christina. <laughs> Can we add real quick? Yes. That she was my matron of honor. Yes, we have to add that. By the way, Can we, we, are, add that? we are burying the lead that when Isaac and Jeffrey got married and I married them, that Faye Dunaway, a.k.a. Mommy Dearest herself, this is the truth. was Isaac's matron of honor. Matron yes. of honor, yes. Pull up the pictures. Pull it's up true. the pictures. It's Everybody true. needs to see the pictures. It is true, and I have to say... She was so lovely and and gorgeous and of course so so sweet. She was ten minutes late, but 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 I'm not shading her. I wanted her to be because you know we grew up idolizing her and she's old Hollywood and you you know you want it has to be a little a little spicy. There was buzz. There was buzz. There was buzz. And and my one request was that everyone um, in the in the wedding party wear white. And I get a text from Miss Faye Dunner, who I'm very close to for like 15 years now. Um, And the text reads. It's the best text. 
I apologize for my tardiness, but your all-white demand is extremely challenging. Will a crew do? <laughs> I said, your Miss Fade Dunaway, wear whatever the hell you want. And she ended up looking very, very chic. And she it was, looked it very was a, chic. It was a creamish, a crew white. Will a crew do? Will a crew do? So what did she think you wanted, bridal white? <laughs> you're not you're, the bride, you're all, Rose. Your all white de demand is extremely challenging. Very challenging. <laughs> I love it. Okay. All right, here we here go. Here we go. <clears throat> no report on Christmas would be complete without a description of how one Hollywood family spends this holiday. So now, let's all hop on our imaginary sleigh and whisk away to the home of one of America's foremost actresses, Ms. Joan Crawford. So very happy to have you with us, George. This is my daughter, Christina. Hello, everybody. And my son, Christopher. Hello. All of America knows of your generosity in adopting these two homeless children. And might I say to all of our listeners, they're beautifully behaved. Thank you. I feel that... Discipline mixed with love is such a good recipe. Christina, do you and your brother get lots of presents at Christmas time? Yes, we do. Mother's fans send us so many things, but we like to share them with other boys and girls who aren't so fortunate. Miss Crawford, could you tell us what will happen after we leave you this evening? Well, the children and I will probably sit and watch the Christmas tree lights, and then, later, we'll welcome some of the children's friends to help us sing Christmas carols. And surely you'll finish up by reading Twas the Night Before Christmas. No Christmas Eve would be complete without that. Well, as a special Christmas present to our listeners, would all of you like to say the last two lines... And, and I, I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. And good night to you, Miss Crawford, and thank you for allowing all of us to share your Christmas Eve. And thank you, George. And Merry Christmas to you and to all your listeners. <laughs> That was a bravo. That was That was a one take Tina. Incredible. I mean, we've watched a goddamn enough. Now I want you to enjoy one of my favorite why am I doing this like Joan Crawford? Because <laughs> you just came off. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> now I want you to enjoy one of my favorite and most revealing episodes. We made a lot of news with my investigative journalism skills. <laughs> Take a listen to my interview with Matthew McConaughey, and Merry Christmas to everyone, and to Matthew, I'm still on standby waiting to administer the DNA test. <laughs> Hello, howdy Kelly. Hi Matthew, how are you? I'm doing pretty well, happy to say that. I, I, yeah. I gotta t I'm looking at the background, so I'm going to set the scene. It looks like you are in the House of Congress. <laughs> 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 no, Megatory. No. <laughs> I'm in my office in Austin, Texas. No, and I have to have a Texas flag and an American flag in the background. Two flags I very much uh, appreciate. 
and uh, just some books and stuff from the library in the background. But those look like <laughs> fine leather-bound books. Those look like real books that like big people read. Oh, they are not. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, we all loved your book. And congratulations, by the way. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Do you have any books that you've read that struck you the way Green Lights struck the world? Og Mandino's the greatest salesman in the world. Oh. Wow. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a fast answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd be sitting here talking to you without that book. That book found me. It was one of those mystical things that found me at a time when I was searching. I was in college. I remember it was my sophomore exams in college. And I was a big studier. I had made straight A's. And for whatever reason, this day, uh, I went to the fraternity house. I had an hour and a half before my exam. And I went to my buddy's dorm room. I'm sitting there. And I opened up my books to study. And I was like, McConaughey, you got this. Don't study anymore. First time I'd done that in years. So I was like, okay, I love sports. I put on the TV, I put on ESPN, I'm flipping through. For whatever reason, this day, I was not interested. I turn off the TV. I look over to my left, there's a stack of magazines, Sports Illustrated, Playboys. For whatever reason, I just flip through. I'm like, nah, I'm not interested. Well, about eight magazines deep, I look down and there was this white paperback and a beautiful red cursor writing. It said, the greatest salesman in the world. And I picked that up and I was like, well, who the hell is that? Wow. And I started reading. Forgot about my exam completely. Got to the end of the first chapter where it tells you like what to do for the rest of the book and how many times you got to read it a day, et cetera. I took that book and it was mine. I went and read it that afternoon and then that night and did, did what it said to do. You read each chapter three times a day. And it gave me the courage to go, you know what? I don't want to go to law school anymore. I want to go to film school. Wow. I'm sure you would have been an incredible lawyer. You know, at this point, you are a lawyer. Let's face it. You've played a lawyer. <laughs> I'm glad I get to go play a lawyer for five months and then quit. <laughs> I'm glad I made the decision to uh, come to Storytown Business. Torts reform. It just doesn't seem like a lot of fun. I, I, I like my vocation now. Yeah, we like we like it too. Um, I want to talk really quickly um, before we get into anything else. I read that you and your wife were on this terrifying Lufthansa mm -hmm. flight. It dropped, what, 4,000 feet, 7,000 feet something? Captain said it dropped 4,000 feet. Oh, what does that feel like? You're in it's suspended disbelief. I mean, it's zero gravity. The, you know, your red wine and the glass and the plates that your food was on are all suspended floating <sighs> still just in the air. And to, to look at it for that long, which wasn't that long, it was one, two, three, four, boom, and then everything just comes crashing down. Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a hell of a scare. A complete loss of control. You're complete, 100% feeling of I am not in control. I have no way to get control of this situation in the moment. Did, did, did you look at each other? Did you say anything to each other? Right after, yes. I mean, it actually, uh, my tray table is what held me down. I did not have my seatbelt on. Um, and there was not a, a seatbelt warning right before it happened. Yeah, I just immediately reached over, made sure Camilla had her seatbelt on, held hands there, just saying, "Okay, is that it? Is there another? Is there another one coming?" Another one did come. It was it was odd. You hear people's reactions. Some people were ghost silent. Some people had big bursts of laughter, <laughs> and it was not like, "Oh, this is fun." It was like, "I've just got to deal. I'm in shock." Mm -hmm. And then you know how it is on a plane. If you see the the, the flight attendant. 
not looking extremely confident. You're like, uh oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. So it's the only uh, place my eye goes. The flight attendant. Always. Right. <laughs> so we had to we had to reroute to to Washington and Dulles um, that night. I was on my way to Vietnam actually, which I finally did make it. But yeah, it was um it was the hairiest flight I've ever had by far. And I'm assuming your kids were not on the flight. No, they were not. So thank God for that. You know, you can't help but put yourself in the position of you and Camilla, right? The two of us would have, like, we would have assumed that this was it. This was the end. And we would have been glad that we were together, but we would have been filled with sorrow that we couldn't say goodbye to our kids. And is the will updated? And who did we leave our kids to again? Like, all of that comes into your mind, right? Well, I didn't project that far ahead. I didn't do that much math. Now that you say it, I think most of that stuff is in line. <laughs> I, I also, as a person who's not a pilot, my mind goes to the actual engineering of the plane, the steel, and it, it buckled. And you go, how can something withstand that? I happened to have a friend of mine sitting next to me who was a pilot. Wow. And he was calm as could be. He was like, and I was like, can the plane hold that? And he was like, these things are so tested that, yes, don't worry about the plane. Structurally, it can hold that. That was a big relief. Do you always fly with your own pilot, just in case? <laughs> now on, I always have my own pilot. Right? <laughs> the to the left, the pilot to the right. You know, people always say God is my God is my co-pilot. Matthew's like, no, my co-pilot is actually my co-pilot. I did check, and I was like, if something's wrong, can you can you fly this thing? And he was like, no problem. No problem. And I was like, great, love to hear that. That's a that is a valuable wow. friend, Albert. We gotta Sorry. talk. We no. have to talk. I'll give you a parachute. Yeah, Albert would Albert would access the emergency exit, whether it was needed or not, and just we would all get sucked out one at a time. Now, your friend Woody Harrelson, whom I love and adore, and when when I think about a great bromance, not to interfere with the bromance you have with your co-pilot, but. When I think of a great bromance, I think of you and Woody Harrelson. And Woody said during his SNL promo that you were his weed guy. Are you his weed guy? Because I think of him as his own weed guy. You know, you're thinking clearly. Yeah. Woody, I think Woody's his own weed yeah. guy. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's another W, Woody the weed guy. Yeah, Woody you know? the weed. yeah. Woody's pretty self-sufficient. <laughs> You know, you've worked together. I love the two of you in True Detective. It, you know, kept me awake at night. Like, it was truly a terrifying, thrilling television series. I, I enjoyed the series, too. Yeah. I kind of miss yeah, it. Yeah, I, I do, too. You're working on something else together? Yeah, so it's called Brother from Another Mother. Okay. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. So and we, you know, where I start and where he ends and where he starts and I end has always been, like, a murky line. Yeah. And that's part of our romance, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. My, you know, kids call him Uncle Woody. His kids call me Uncle Matthew, et cetera, et cetera. And you see pictures of us. And my family thinks a lot of pictures of him are me. Right. His family thinks a lot of pictures of me are him. And in Greece a few years ago, we're sitting around talking about how close we are and our families and et cetera. And my mom is there. Yeah. And she says, Woody, I knew your dad. Oh. Oh, stop the press. Yeah. <laughs> now, does everybody <laughs> lean into this statement? 
Everyone was aware of the ellipsis yeah. that my mom left after new. It was a loaded K-N-E-W. Well, we went on to unpack this, what new meant, and did some math and found out that uh, his dad was on furlough at the same time that my mom and dad were in their second divorce. Oof. Then there's possible receipts <laughs> in places oh out in West Texas where there might have been a gathering or a meeting uh -huh. or a new moment. <laughs> so have you done uh, any of these DNA tests? <laughs> this is what we're on the precipice of now. It's Look, it's a little easier for Wood to say, come on, let's do it. Because <laughs> what's the skin in it for him? Right. <laughs> It's a little harder for me because he's asking me to take a chance to go, wait a minute, you're trying to tell me my dad may not be my dad of 53 years of believing it? I got a little more skin in the game. <laughs> anyway, so we're, do we're doing a series about our, our families. And it's based on truth. Um, Woody always shows up unannounced. Yeah. Never comes to the front door, shows up unannounced. How the hell he finds me, I don't know. He showed up at my place out of nowhere. Showed up. I noticed it was him when he was in the bed with me and my wife. <laughs> climbed the second story, came in through the balcony, oh, all right, no. as Wood does. <laughs> it's not the third time he's done that, okay? So one night turns into two nights, turns into three nights, turns into, hey, do you mind if I park my bus? You got a nice size property here, which turns into, can I borrow the extension cord and hook up that? Oh, how about the cable TV? How about the satellite? Hey, what's your code on this? And all of a sudden, his whole life started to creep yeah. into my home. You had a, you had and, a Harrelson encampment. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, where Woody and I are, are the best of friends, we have different approaches in how we raise our children and how we go about certain things. I may be a little more organized on some certain <laughs> things. And this is a story about, it's a love story about uh, us, he and I, and our, our families coming together and the conflicts and comedy that come with that. I I cannot wait. Like, I can't wait. I would like to volunteer my services to administer any and all DNA tests. Maybe that should be part of the show. I definitely think Auntie Kelly should come oh, over. Yes. Just for, you know, just with a swab. Just I'll do a quick a swab. swab. We don't even need to swab Woody. We'll just steal, we'll steal like his toothbrush or something out of the out of the minivan. It's it's connected to a bamboo handle. <laughs> of course it is. Of course. He whittled it himself. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like goat hair or something? Goat hair. It's definitely not the bristles that most of us have in our mouth. It's some bioorganic, some kind of goat hair or something. Yeah, it's something like that. So I was telling Albert, who's here, who just turned 50, about you writing your book, Green Lights. You started when you were 50 writing that, correct? Yeah, yeah. And you went off into the desert or the woods by yourself? Desert. Desert. And you stayed hunkered down there with your journals because you're a prolific journaler. Yeah. When you went back and started reading your journals, what did that reveal to you? Well, there were quite a few themes. I've been thinking about similar things in life. I've been thinking about things similarly since I was 15 years old. Mm. Have my thoughts evolved? Yes, they have. But boy, the same things that interested me then sort of still interest me now. There was... Stories, poems, prescribes, prayers, ways that I noticed I had engineered success in my life, my choices, and I could measure, oh, you did this, it adds up. There was a trail. There was also mystical 
green lights, as I call them, successes I've had that had no reason, that were just rhyme. I was in the right place, the right time, met the right person, took the right opportunity. Boy, if I'd have caught that red light instead of that green light back there, I wouldn't have met that person. It may not be here today because, you know, it's all a mystery. Our life's a mystery going forward. It's a science looking back. We can look back at all of our years and connect the dots. But when we're in those mystical moments, we're like, this makes no sense. I don't know what, what's in this for me. Why, I'm, I'm lost. And you find out, no, actually, that led you somewhere. I went back and a lot of the stuff I did and thought and believed and I was quite embarrassed about. Um, even had some shame for a lot of things. Um, but then after I given myself no option to be with anything else than me and my past 50 years of journaling stuck with me and my past, I started to laugh at some of those things. Yeah. Started to forgive myself for some of those things. Started to say, oh, that same, that thing you wrote at 16, you're still working on that today. Okay. So I started to connect, gave my history a little lineage to where I am now. And so I put those in the book. There's a lot of stories. There are prescribes, poems and prayers, et cetera. There are methods and processes. I think there is a science to satisfaction. There are ways we can engineer success and satisfaction in our life. There's also an art to live in, which is more that mystical sense of that comes with some wisdom of being able to make call the audible along the way. And it may not make sense or take the risk at a moment where you're like, I don't know where this is going, but I'm taking it anyway. But there's also times where taking the risk is not making a move at all that I found can sometimes work. And that becomes the art of living for all of us. And when you talk about like having shame, I find that shame is one of the things that gets people hung up when they cannot forgive themselves, when they cannot yep. let go, when they are mired in shame. I find a person that is unable oftentimes yep. to move forward. And so yep. how did you like turn, say, the red lights in your life into green lights? Well, as I said, I forgave myself for some of it and noticed that some of them, some of the things I was ashamed of, I said, oh, well, you have amended that mm. in the last 30 years. You, you did update your iOS between your ears and in your heart, McConaughey. Okay, good. You did evolve. I noticed somewhere I was like, oh, you're still a repeat offender there, buddy. <laughs> you know? So is that just who you are or do we need to amend this and say the buck stops here? I'm not going to do that anymore. And that's what so many people ask me about after putting the book out is like, what do I do with a red light in life? A crisis, pain, loss, we're in a dead end, nothing makes sense, high uncertainty. And part of it is trusting that there is a gift or a lesson in that red light. And that's where it eventually turns green. So, you know, I think in life, you know, the yellow lights in our life are the they're the most like life mm -hmm. because you have a choice. You can either put the pedal to the metal and blow that son of a bitch and go, I'm not giving that crisis credit. Or you can slow down and go, you know what? I need to take a pause here. I need to heed the caution. I need to change my ways a little bit, take some inventory, look over my shoulder and figure out why I keep stepping in the same pile of shit. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, you slow down. What do you literally end up at? You end up at a red light where you have to stop and be with yourself and go, okay. What's your percentage when you're at the yellow light? Do you tend to speed up or are you more of a slow down mm. kind of guy? Well, so I was raised as a blow through every yellow light. Don't give anything crisis. You trip, get up, dust yourself off, keep going. So I was raised as a big repeat offender. I step in the same pothole every time around the track. So what I've tried to do is go, hey, 
I've done that 50 times. I was raised to just get up, be resilient, and go. Wait a minute. What if I pause and go, oh, there's that hole. So when I make that turn go wide instead of come on the inside, so I don't step in the same damn hole again. So I think I've gotten more considerate than I was raised to, to be. And I do a little more inventory on my life and my past than I was raised to do. At the same time, I admire a certain genius that my mother has of just denying red lights. And she's not shallow. She still has pain, but she's just like immediately. And I think that's the that's the spot for all of us. Not, not do we deny a red light, but how quickly do we admit, all right, I don't know what the hell it is, but I know there's a gift in this for me. I'm going to deal with this crisis, but I'm believing that there's a light on the other side of this tunnel and it's going to be green. But your mom, she's from New Jersey, right? Yep. Is she originally from New Jersey? She's actually from Altoona, Pennsylvania. Altoona. Of Trenton because she said, who would want to be from a place called Altoona? So anybody from Altoona out there, Altoona. that's my mom and her words. But she, but she is, but she spent time in New Jersey. Yes. She was Miss Trenton. Miss Tr oh my gosh, wow. she was Miss Trenton. Holy cow. Yeah, it was a big deal for her. Yeah. She, yeah. So, you know, what's so fascinating, because I think that your parents sound like a lot of parents. We all are of similar ages here in this room. And I say, I always say that's 70s parenting. 70s parenting where they're like, get up, keep going. You're not bleeding. Yep. You're fine. Uh, you know, how many times were you told, you're fine? Yeah. Rub it. It's not a broken arm, it's a bruise. So what? impact and this is like to me so fascinating that your parents married each other three times what yeah. did that tell you <laughs> like what is the message in that yeah the main message is that love won in the end uh, they were divorced twice mm -hmm. married three times yeah well all right then the love the can't live without you beat the can't live with you yeah. three to two right that's what I take from it. And also, they were wild. They were, it was a wild ass love affair. Yeah. And they, that's what my mom to this day would say, that's what she wanted and needed. She doesn't like a relationship that's a smooth running stream. She likes the she roller coaster. Tide away. Yeah. That's what she gets off to. Yeah. And it's awesome. It's not for me, right. <laughs> but the love was never in question in my family, or the love was never in question between the two of them, even in those divorces. Now, mind you, I didn't know. They didn't tell me they were in a divorce, the the, the, the one that I was alive for. Oh. I thought mom's on an extended vacation down in Florida, and I was just living with dad at the trailer park in East Texas. Right. Uh, not till later was I told, oh, that was a divorce. And then not till a few years ago was I told, oh, that's when she met and knew Woody's, Woody's dad. dad. <laughs> Woody's dad. It never gets old. They were wild. Like yeah, that. they were they wild. They were wild. And in the end, the love won. I know what I'm buying my mom, friends, for Mother's Day. The Ori joggers. Jana's obsessed. My stylist, Audrey, is obsessed. So I know they're a sure hit. And if any one of my family or friends are listening to this podcast, hint, hint, these would be a great gift for me. They're designed with their dream knit stretch fabric, which I love because they're so ridiculously comfortable, but yet look so good. By the way, they're not just for women. I'm ordering them right now for Mark because Father's Day is right around the corner. No matter how you stay active, running, 
swimming, yoga, or just running weekend errands, Viore is for you. Viore is offering Let's Talk Off Camera with Kelly Ripper listeners 20% off your first purchase. Get some of the most comfy and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash off camera. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash off camera. You'll also enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash off camera and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Melojo, my production company, is such a small business, so when we hire someone, it makes a huge impact. And Albert, I know you wear so many hats over there, you might not have the time or the resources to hire, but LinkedIn changes all of that. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. So Albert, the next time we're hiring, if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. We got Roz, so we know it works. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash off camera. That's linkedin.com slash off camera to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Are you tired of scrubbing your bathroom clean? I am. Transform your bathroom cleaning with wet and forget weekly shower cleaner. Just spray today and rinse tomorrow for a no scrub clean. With over 33,000 five-star reviews, it's your once-a-week solution to keeping your tub and shower surfaces sparkling clean. Available at Amazon, Lowe's, Menards, Home Depot, and Ace Hardware. Join thousands who have switched to an easier clean. Get Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner today and make your bathroom sparkle with zero scrubbing. What can you tell me about uh, the words that you couldn't use as a kid? Yeah. So you couldn't say the word hate. I got my first butt whooping for saying, I hate you, Pat, to my brother. And I only heard that word at school and I wanted to sound like I was a little bit older. So I said it to him. Mm. At my own birthday party, uh, of which my mom stopped the birthday party and gave me a whooping in front of all my friends at my birthday party. Again, listeners, this was the 70s, and this was like <laughs> normal parenting. And I was not, a, I, was, they, I was never injured. I was never right. abused. It was how they, it was, it was yeah. I don't blame them for that. Of course. There was, you couldn't say can't. I remember can't was like a, Really dirty word. I remember there was a morning I had to get up and mow the lawn on Saturday morning for my chores. And I went out and I tried to mow, start the lawnmower and I wouldn't start. And I came in and my dad was in the kitchen. And I said, Dad, I, I, I can't get the lawnmower started. And he got up, just calmly grabbed me by the arm, walked. We walked out of the kitchen, through the garage, around the backyard to the lawnmower. He tried to start it. didn't start. He got down, tinkered with it, got out the toolbox, fixed it, whatever, 10 minutes, pulled it. It started. And while the lawnmower was running, he walked over to me and squatted down and looked me in the eye and he goes, you see, buddy, you were just having trouble. Mm. And what he was saying, what he taught me then was like, even if you're unable to do something, you can go find help sometimes. So you're still just having trouble. So can't, hate, and don't lie. Oh, mm. you couldn't lie. So when we were punished for lying, saying I can't or saying I hate, 
what we were learning was, well, I, I guess I'm supposed to do the opposite of that. Now look at the antonyms of those three words. The antonym of hate, love. Right. The antonym of can't is I can or I'm having trouble. And the antonym of lying is tell the truth, be honest. So it was an indirect way of teaching us constructive and valuable values. Mm -hmm. And to this day, I mean, I still practice it with my kids. C-A-N-T is, 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 is a word we don't allow for those same reasons. We, we don't, you know, H-A-T, it's a big word. People throw that around loosely. And we're like, whoa, 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 that's, that's big. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what you're saying mm. to, to lie and own up to the truth? If you let me know now, you're going to be in a whole lot less trouble than if I find out you were lying later. Come on. And plus, whatever it is you're lying about, I bet we've done it before. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yep. So that's what those words meant. We got in trouble for those words, which taught us to, well, do the opposite, which are three very good, valuable words. Do they have chores? Do they keep journals? Are you instilling the things that were so instrumental in your, I would say, success overall? Trying to. Yeah. You know, they all, they all have chores. And then... At the end of each week, we get together, and then we all sit down and say, how do you think you did? Let's go over them. And they'll go over them. Oh, I forgot to make my bed on the Wednesday morning. Hey, but I remember to feed the dogs every time, and I picked up the poop, and da 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 And then they say what they think they should get, and then we take a consensus from the brother and sister. Well, do you think that's fair? And then we pay out our, our allowance. Journaling. My eldest is starting to journal. My daughter's journaling. They don't have it as a practice yet. Mm like a daily practice. It's hard because um, they're in school, so they have to do so much schoolwork. Journaling almost feels like a punishment at the end of the day. Yeah, we're, or we, we try to say, though, you know, even before you get your day started, even if you just lay there in bed for an extra five, 10 minutes, set your alarm early, or before you go to bed, just to kind of go through what tomorrow is going to have, what you what you plan to do with tomorrow. Mm. You sleep better. It can help you get up a little more composed. It's a form of meditation, even if they're not writing it down. Um, but I'm big on writing things down. I mean, no one likes to write things down anymore, but I think it's a lost art and one that should be resurrected. If I even write down my to-do list, not on my laptop, but if I write it down on a butt clip and have it next to my bed or what I'm doing tomorrow, just to look at it and know that it's there, I sleep more soundly. Yeah. Knowing, yep, I see what I've got tomorrow and it's super fun to cross them off the next day. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm a big fan of the written word and I agree with you. I think it's a lost art form, but if anybody can bring it back, it's you, Matthew. You can bring back the lost art form. Let me ask you another question about Woody's kids' chores. Now, do they have chores at your house? <laughs> yeah, Uncle Wood. I don't know if they have chores. I don't. I don't know <laughs> if they do. I'm sure they got some. If he's not making them do it, then Laura is. Why? Because if here's the problem: when your kids get together, right. If those kids don't have chores, they will tell your kids, <laughs> you know, you shouldn't have to do this. Yeah. You're just yeah, a kid. Well, you know, obviously we go through some of that and we're going through it now where you can be friends with this person, but understand that we have different expectations and you have different responsibilities than maybe they do. We talk a lot about delayed gratification. Okay, your friends are coming over. Get those chores done now so you can have free time, freedom to play when they come over. But get them done now so you're buying yourself a green light in the future so I don't have to pull you out of the pool or pull you out of the park to come back and do your chores. Mm -hmm. And that's going to suck if we got to do that. So right now, 
while you kind of don't have anything you're really doing, get it done now. Yeah, smart. What about, uh, you know, you have 14, 11, and what, what, are, what are your- 14, 13, 10. 14, 13, and 10. Okay. So 14 is a really interesting age for boys. 14 to 17 for boys to me is the most interesting age. Yeah. Whereas girls become fascinating from like 11 until 21. Like really interesting. Like uh-huh. it's a real high energy time. Yep. Do you have those talks- like the birds and the bees talks and how does a parent do that now? Cause I feel like I, the times have changed a lot over the 10 years since we've done that. Great, great question. You know, I don't want to talk out of school on my son because I would need to get his approval, Of course, but he did come to me with questions about, about that. And, you know, as a parent, there's certain questions that our kids have for us. That we know the light goes off. Oh, this better be a good answer because this is going. This is going to be branded in them. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this is how they're going to actually see life going from here. And the book today for the the, the birds and bees talk is is different. You sure as hell don't want to go online and type something up. Who knows what you're going to get fed there, right? So I went back. It's it's, it's a story in my in my next book mm. about what this talk was. But I had an hour and a half. I ordered particular things, books, and we sat down and went through them. And I shared stories of awkward times early and the expectations that I had that didn't work out, you know, from the, the question of like, well, you know, when you go in for a kiss, do you turn your head left or right? There's not a science right, to it, buddy. Right. And guess what? My first kiss, my lip got 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 hung up on, on Amy's braces and I was hung there. <laughs> not, did not go well. You know what I mean? I had a bloody lip coming out of it. So, these things. And I remember my dad talking to me and I remember he, and I shared this with my son, but he said a very, very cool thing. He goes, you're going to come to a time where you're going to get, have some intimacy with a woman. And if you feel her stop, mm-hmm. and he goes, and if you stop, sometimes after you stop, she may go, okay, well now let's go. And he goes, don't go further. Mm. Say, Hey, uh-uh. If we get back together and it's all just flows and goes further, great. But that's all wow. for now. So your dad was ahead of the time. He was ahead. Of, I guess that would be ahead of the time. But it was a, it was it was very wise thing to say. And I think it's 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 ideal for any intimacy. It's a great blueprint. Yeah. If both people are just flowing, if it's all green lights, you go as far as it's is it's is it's comfortable. But if you feel someone you know, tense up. It's like, hey, we don't have, we, we got time. And you know, when you're young, that happens. You're like, I'll never be here again. Oh my god. Yeah. You know, and it's hard to say, oh, let's let's pause. And you know, we can. But that's also part of what my mom tried to instill with this: is make sure you respect yourself enough to go, hey, you know that that. Yeah, we can wait. We don't have to press it right now. We we, we can wait and wait till it just if it if it unravels and flows and flows all naturally later on. That, that'll be better for the both of you. Yeah, I, thinking wow. about it now, Albert, when I think about my kids, we, we had two by green light and one by yellow light. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know you know that I know that you know how busy we all get. 
Ollie can help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four years and up. And the new Ollie Brainy Chews support healthy brain function with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Ollie! Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. So tell me, tell me about your virtual event. It's called The Art of Living. The Art of Living, L-I-V-I-N, no G on the end, because life is a verb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called The Art of Living event. Um, it's on April the 24th. I'm going to do it for free. Never done anything like this. It's going to be myself, Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, uh, Trent Shelton, and Marie Forleo. And we're going to get under the hood of green lights for four to five hours with you. So please sign up. You can go to art of living, art of living event.com. Again, Tony and Dean came to me and said how much they appreciated the book Green Lights mm-hmm. and how much it was an approach book, an approach to life book, right? And they said, look, we'd like to dig under the hood and, and define how this is a process book, how this can be transformational for people and even more particular for individuals to see, oh, you're giving me tools to the process of the science of satisfaction, which leads to the art of living. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to define those things and try and make it more granular so more people can understand, oh, that's how I can particularly apply it in my life. And that's what we're going to be doing on April 24th. That's the thing. People don't have the tools. We're not given the tools so oftentimes in our lives. So, so we walk through with whatever impacted us, whatever was blueprinted on us as children, and we get yep. stuck in there. Yep. And if you can just develop the tools. So it is, I just want to say it again, artofliveinevent.com, April 24th. I'm going to sign on. Please. I'm, log- I'm logging in because this has been a really fun conversation. For, for me too. I mean, look, and in in, in especially now, we're coming out of a universal three or so years of disruption. Mm-hmm. Everyone was affected in some way. We were all in some form of limbo and uncertainty for, for at least three years. And now we're coming out where we can kind of make some bets, reform some trust, renegotiate the path forward, regenerate and restore some tried and true tested values that worked in the past that should go with us in the future. Mm-hmm. But we still got to adapt because it's a new day. We still got to update the old iOS between our ears. And now's the right time to do that. And hopefully this 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 course and how we're going to get into the process is going to be some tools for how to get solid steps going forward and, and, and write the story, help write the story of our own lives. Will Uncle Woody be stopping by to the event, you know? I sure hope so. Like I said, man never comes to the front door. Yeah. He doesn't have a schedule, so who knows? <laughs> I love you both so much. I really do. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks. I enjoyed it. Matthew Thank McConaughey, everybody. Woo! All right, man. Go write that book, Albert. Oh, Albert. He's going to write it. He's going to write All right. it. Well? <laughs> well? I mean, he didn't disappoint. Let me tell you something. <laughs> 
Dear listeners, we could have potentially uncovered a mystery here. <laughs> oh, my God. A mystery. I think you need get to get over DNA there with, with a swab. Oh, you got to get that. Right now. You got to get that toothbrush, girl. Get that toothbrush. I'm going to get that that uh, wooden, hand-carved, <laughs> hand-stitched toothbrush of Woody Harrelson's. Hand toothbrush. We're going we're gonna to swab McConaughey, and we're going to figure out who's related to him. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be amazing? It would be insane. It would I be love the it. He's like, I have the receipts. <laughs> yes, there are receipts. I love it so much. I love that he comes over and he's like, can I park my bus here? And then he starts hooking everything up to him. I love that his mom was Miss Trenton. <laughs> Cal, that's crazy. I mean, how that's great big. is that? That's really big. That's big. That's a big deal. Yes, Trenton's huge. My cousin was Miss Bridgeport Speedway. <laughs> Not to brag. <laughs> It's a smaller, it's a smaller pageant, but it was still something. I'm also obsessed with the words that he wasn't allowed to say. That's mm-hmm. looking to, we have, what words did you have any words you weren't allowed to say? We weren't allowed to say the Lord's name in vain. Ever, oh yes. Ever. Um, we weren't allowed to use uh, foul language, yep. which I know must shock my parents when they hear me now. <laughs> they must be like, she's a pirate. Um, we, oh, also hate. We couldn't say we hated. Wow. Hate was a big word. That was a big, big, big word. Wow. You heard what he said, though. Yes. Albert, he wants you to write. I heard. I know. I'll 50. think about what that book is. Go off to the desert. Go off to the desert. <laughs> Albert will go to Palm Springs. Yeah, we'll I'll never to, see him again. <laughs> I'll be with Kelly in Palm I'll Springs. I'll be on a lounge chair with Kelly, we're supposed to be set. writing today, aren't we? Yeah, let's... Albert, what do you want me to say? <laughs> Albert, tell me about yourself. Cal, get I'll your iPad. There. I'll sit there with my iPad. And this is what I sound like, everyone, when I type. Ready? <laughs> Shit. That's how fast it goes. That is the, the speed with which I type. And you know what you're going to hear from me in the background? What? <laughs> that would be the, the sound of a martini, the martini shaker. shaker. Well, everyone, I hope you're happy. I hope you're happy with this episode because this episode deserves its own Peabody Award. <laughs> I'm nominating us for a Peabody I'm Award. A, I agree. We oh, need yeah. the Matthew McConaughey Let's Talk Off Camera show to be nominated because we revealed and uncovered <laughs> a mystery on this podcast. <laughs> I can't wait to see that TV show. Must see appointment television. So everybody, listen to the latest episode of Let's Talk Off Camera with Kelly Ripa on Amazon Music and make sure to follow us. Let's Talk Off Camera with Kelly Ripa is a co-production of Melojo Productions and PRX Productions with help from Goat Rodeo. Our theme song is Follow Me from APM Music. From Melojo, our team is Kelly Ripa, Mark Consuelos, Albert Bianchini, Jan Chalet, Devin Schneider, Michael Halpern, Jacob Small, Roz Therian, Seth Gronquist, and Nick Ribola. From PRX Productions, our team is Kara Schillen, Genevieve Sponsler, Megan Nidolsky, Edwin Ochoa, Rebecca Seidel. Additional sound design by Terrence Bernardo. The executive producer of PRX Productions is Jocelyn Gonzalez. This show is powered by Stitcher.
If you're a woman, you probably have hormonal issues. It's impossible not to have them. There's over 1,000 hormone disruptors in our food, water, air, clothes, skin care, plus natural hormonal changes our bodies go through. Perimenopause, menopause. The good news is we don't have to suffer through any of it anymore. Hormone Harmony is a formula made only with herbal ingredients that are shown to reduce hormonal symptoms in women of all ages. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Aptogens help the body adapt to stressors like chaotic hormonal changes, perfect for women struggling with PMS, menopause, and more. Hormone Harmony is a phenomenon with over 17,000 reviews for Hormone Harmony. A bottle is sold every 24 seconds. And the biggest benefit? Feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code OFFCAMERA at checkout.